0: Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome to One Hope Campus Online. Uh, we're doing some things a little bit different. We're going to be doing some discussions on different things, topics in the Bible, how it relates to everyday life. And uh, I'm excited today, again, to have Pastor Greg Davenport from One Hope, as well as Associate Pastor Dave Scotch from One Hope. And we're going to talk about some things, and, uh, and we just pray that something that we say uh, will bring me to your life today. So with that, we're just going to go ahead and get into it.
2: So we just decided that,
1: you know, one of the things is
2: just a core thing uh, in Christianity is, you know, question sometimes winds up becoming and being, uh, what does it mean to be born again? Uh, to some, that may seem simplistic, but it is crucial to have an understanding of what it means. To be born again. If we don't understand that, then are we, are we really following Christ right. at all? You know, it's not just uh, in our own nature and our own means trying to do the right things. Right. That's right. Christianity is not you trying to do it on your own. That's what you did before coming to know Christ. Absolutely. Right. And so we need to know what it means to enter into the kingdom of God. What it. What does it mean to be saved? Or specifically, what does it mean to be born again and, and uh so so that's one thing we want to talk about today and uh hopefully it'll be a blessing for for you so i you know just to start out with i know that there's a passage of scripture uh where uh one of the pharisees nicodemus comes to jesus and he comes at night because he's a little bit embarrassed to be seen with jesus mm-hmm. uh during the day and, and and in the light it's uh john chapter three mm-hmm. and uh And so, you know, he comes to Jesus. He says, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who has come from God. At least they're giving him that much, right? (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) You've come from God, at least. And he says, for no one could perform the miraculous signs uh, you're doing if God were not with him. And in reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Okay, and so then Nicodemus takes it naturally. Okay, well... Being born again, can I enter into my mother's womb for a second time and be born again? And so Jesus explains to him, it's it's not the natural kind of being born again that we're talking about. It's being born of spirit. And he goes on to say, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. And that's that was the key, and that's what he was talking about, is being birthed uh, by the spirit. Into the spiritual realm because the kingdom of God is only in the spiritual realm. You know, it it comes down and it's among us here, but it's a
0: different dimension. Yeah. So, yeah, you think about it, and Jesus pulled this term out of nowhere because it's not in the Old Testament. That's right. It's nowhere else in the Bible. This is the first time it was said. And born again, that would be pretty revolutionary, you know, it's a wording there. And see, we use it in our culture so flippantly absolutely imagine that's like what he was thinking yeah I mean how did Jesus where did Jesus get this term from born again you know that you have to actually be born twice <laughs> and, right. and the answer to that obviously is yeah yes that uh-huh. person is born physically of water they're born physically from the mother right. and then a, a born of the spirit Right. born um, wow that's just powerful it mm-hmm. is Very. That well so. connecting with God I've connected you know, connecting with God through being born in the Spirit. That John says in, in John chapter one that those who believe in Him can become His son. So that conception that we're all sons and daughters in this whole earth—that every—is not really true. The only way you become right. a son or a child of God or a daughter of God is by believing in Him and accepting Him Absolutely. as your Lord and Savior. Sure. So that's what we're kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. What does it right. mean? What what right. what is it? How do you do it? What does it mean to do it, and what are the results? I guess we're looking at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Right. So that. So that's a
2: really good. That's a really good point. You know, uh, and I think many people believe that we're all sons and daughters of God, but that's that's not true. We're we're made in the the image of God as as humanity, but being made in the image of God, maybe kind of looking like him a little bit because he formed us naturally that way, does not mean though that we're actually saved. Born again in the kingdom of God. And so, what does it take? What does it take to be born again? Okay. I mean, you know, and I think, you know, a key thing, and I think you've got a verse you're going to maybe use on that, but I think the key thing about being born again Uh is, you know, first of all, we give Him complete control and and in charge of our life. Sure. And uh, I think many times, you know, uh, we talk about being saved, and there's nothing wrong with that term at all. But, um, We allow him Lordship over our life I think when we make him Lord of our life and allow him to come in and take over that means he's master Mm -hmm. he's in control I'm not in control of my life anymore he's in control and when he comes in and he takes control he's my master now and because he's my Lord he becomes my Savior because I've given him everything that there is too many times I think people may want him to be their Savior but they're not too sure about this Lord thing (laughs) like he, he tells me everything to do or whatever, right, right. And, but he, he knows all the pitfalls, all the issues, and all the things that we're going to encounter. And so when I am following him voluntarily, right. I give him control of my life, and that's really what it is. I voluntarily say, Lord, come, because I know, number one, that he came and he died in my place mm-hmm. because there's this thing called sin that entered into the world. And because of sin, we're, we're separated from God. There's a, there's a divider between us and God. The only thing that removes that is the blood of Jesus, right? right? Absolutely. So he came and he took our place. He, we should have been the ones dying for our sins, but he came and he died for our sins. And because of that, that wall was removed, right? That wall was removed. So that was symbolically, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, it talks about the veil of the temple being torn or rent. And two from the top to the bottom right it symbolizes the opening that we now have through Christ through his blood into the very presence of God now we don't have to be separated from him right. anymore we can come into him and he can come into us Absolutely. and we can become one with him sure you know and so I think there's that's a that's a key component of understanding what it means to make for us to make a decision for that transition to be born again sure. so it,
1: it, it's a marriage that, yeah that's what we're talking about right yeah it is it's a coming together a coming, right of yeah. what he's
2: done and what he wants for us and us deciding to make that choice to allow that to happen in our lives and to become one with him Absolutely. so what you said
0: pastor greg you know the quintessential verse on that is in john three sixteen. you learn the verse from the very early, but my, many people don't go to the next verse. Mm. That's unfortunate in our in our verse divisions. You know, in our Bibles, is right. that you forget to go to the next what's called a verse, but really the next sentence. Um, it says in verse 16. Obviously, everybody pretty much probably could quote it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him right. would not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, right. but that the world through him be saved right. there you go that's right and, and, he, and that's he he segues right into that but we don't usually because we sometimes just read the verse and mm-hmm. there he didn't send his son of the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned mm-hmm. already. already And there's the safe part right is that we stand condemned before god for our sin mm-hmm. the safe part is that we need to be saved we need to be delivered from ourselves and from the sin, right? That uh, that is going to send us to hell. Mm-hmm. I said a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, there was truth There, is the there truth. was a pause. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> said a bad yeah. word, but it is what it is, <laughs> yes. and it's taught in the Bible. And so we here, he says it right there in John, in in John chapter three. Mm-hmm. You know all everything, but he does not believe it. Stands condemned already. So I was condemned. I was lost. I was uh, taken away from God because of my sin, and God has made a way for me Absolutely. to be saved. In that sigh, of relief. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Is that you know? Yeah. Um, is this, this is and and funny thing is as you go on in this paragraph, he continues to speak into our situation. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness. Rather than light, because their deeds are evil. Mm, right. um, everyone who does evil hates the light. And so there's people that will hate you as a Christian just because you're a Christian. Right, exactly. You know? um, and, and that's just the biblical truth. Everyone who hates the light, uh, does evil, hates the light, and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds or her deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so I step into a light. Right out of darkness that's so, absolutely so that, you know
2: what that denotes, so the light is there yeah right it but is. we have to choose
1: to step into it and how do you choose that's right you you choose you, jesus you believe yeah that's right. how we make him By our, our lord that's where the lord comes mm-hmm. from right uh doesn't mean that you know we're not going to fail Can we we still deal? Deal with you're going to fail we still
0: deal with the flesh fail. i do fail and you to so, deal
1: with it. Yep, yep. But but the thing is is that we have a hope that we didn't have before. Eternal right. life. That's uh, right. We don't have to sit in a, if you want to use the word wallow in it, right. waller, waller bounce out, <laughs> we're gonna waller Right. <laughs> <Waller. laughs> That's a good one there. But uh, truth, right? Yeah. yeah. So we don't have to stay there. That's There's right.
2: hope. That's right. So every time that we that we may stumble mm-hmm. from this point, the, the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father. My favorite right? verse in the Bible. Right? When we do sin, we have an advocate. We have uh, help, right. right? And and so when we do stumble and when we do fall, we can we can come to Him and we can ask Him to to cleanse us with His blood, right. cleanse us and wash us. And and here's the thing: He doesn't make us wait two weeks right. or
1: right. two months.
2: right now. Right for for penance sake or whatever but he but he does it right then and so even as soon as we realize that we've messed up when we've said something we shouldn't we've acted in a way that we shouldn't act that's sin we can come to him right then and say lord forgive me you know and he and he does
1: right in that moment the ball game completely changes it completely changes absolutely that's right absolutely And and as you get into his word you find out all the truths mm-hmm. that he has for us. Uh, we're not dealing with a Lord that wants to Lord over us. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he gives us, obviously he gives us free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's He's a Lord that we want to serve.
0: He is a Lord we want to serve. I love that. In fact, I mean, that the verse that you know, Pastor Greg quoted, he says that in, in the verse. He mm-hmm. says, I write these things. This is 1 John. Chapter 2 verse 1 I write these things to you little children so that you don't sin right but if anyone does sin we have an advocate with the, with the father who a lawyer that speaks to God in our defense he he is the atoning sacrifice not only for our sins but for the sins of the whole world and so you have this wide busted wide open is that if we have a trouble with something even as a believer and we can go to him, and it's such a relief just to go to him. I've heard somebody say once that God is not interested in your excuses; He just wants to forgive you. God's not interested. Bottom line. I mean, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. He's not interested in hearing all these excuses you have. He just wants to forgive you. So just tell him, confess your sin to him, and He's faithful and just. First John one nine is only a couple of verses before, although our chapter divisions and, and verse divisions chop it up. First John, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just. Forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all 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 unrighteousness. And that verse is written only a couple of verses before um, that passage. My little children, I write these, but we we chop it up. But the messages there are clear that God, God wants to forgive, and He's made a way. I love that. And so,
2: you know what that to me that just means because we understand His love for us and what He's done for us, we need to be we need to be quick to repent. Mm -hmm. Right? There's another key word. When it comes to being born again, is just to repent, which means to turn from, right? 180 degrees, we're going this direction, and we choose to turn around and go the complete opposite direction, right? right. And so when we do that, that's what's called repentance. And so we repent Absolutely. of those those sins, and but he forgives us right away, right? right then. It's, it's not like other people in our life sometimes that hold things against us, hold a grudge. Right. They're offended at us, and they're not going to forgive us. It's not that way with him.
1: Absolutely not.
2: He wants Amen. to forgive us, and he wants to change our life, and so, you know, repentance is a key for us. And mm-hmm. then, and then, what we receive in exchange for that repentance is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, complete exoneration. What does exoneration mean? <laughs>
0: you know, I, I mean, we're not. I, I'm going to look that Yeah, <laughs> you <better> look that one <laughs> <I mean, laughs> well,
2: up. We're not even seen as guilty anymore, yeah. right? I mean, I mean. It's like it's been completely, you know, expunged. Yeah, The slate's been wiped clean. I like yeah. that. I like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are hearing, that's, that is the air conditioner <laughs> that you heard pop on. We are real today. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know. Live good. and real. Live and real. Yeah. Uh, but such good stuff. I mean, our God is so good uh, that in all these things, and uh, all the temptations and things that we fall into, uh, as our Lord, Forgiveness. Scene. I mean, we say love. We have no concept really how deep, uh, <laughs> yep. how deep He loves us. Right. I mean, there was a time in my life that I, I I felt like, you know, Lord, how in the world, you know? But when the decision was made and changed things, I mean, it was like a, a total change. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a whole other life, right? Starting, you know, not free from problems, obviously. Right. Uh, and we talked about that uh, last week, uh, you know, why the bad things happen to good people, why the trouble's going to uh, But such a good God yeah. that, that he would save us, like this gives us a way out. I think, it, you
2: know, again, it goes, back to, it goes back to the thing called relationship. He wants to have a relationship with us. Just like bringing it back kind of the way it was before sin entered the world, you know, he walked and talked with Adam in the cool of the day. You know, that's kind of what you do with a friend, oh wow, right? And so Jesus even told the disciples, you know, you know, that I've called I haven't called you servants, I've called you friends, you know. And so he said, Because I've let you know what you know, what the Father, I've let you know about the Father, I've let you know what, what he thinks and how he is and who he is and what he's saying. And so it's it's the same with us today. He wants to have that relationship with us. And so the thing, the only thing that was blocking again was our sin. And so that's again. That's why we need to be a quick repenter. We want to. We don't want that blockage between us and God. And uh, as a matter of fact, He's called all, you know, whosoever will That's right. All, right? He's called everyone, but not everyone comes. Right. Not everyone partakes of that. And so that's that. If we come to that point of decision. That we make that decision to make Him Lord of our life, and He comes into our life, and He cleanses of our sins by His blood, because He went to the cross, and now. We are children of God. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
2: Ambassador of Christ. Ambassador Absolutely. of Christ.
0: Amen. Absolutely. That was your last message. Yeah, that uh, was. And good stuff. Yeah, it is. Very good. You take this whole thing, and you're in a Judean countryside, and Jesus is teaching a teacher of the Jews, and you take this, and you blow it out a little bit, and you go 20 years after, and you have, G- you have, Paul, you have Paul in a Roman colony called Philippi, he was a Roman citizen, beaten unjustly because he was preaching the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. Thrown into a jail with Silas, singing in a jail right. cell because he was thrown into jail for preaching the gospel. Right. And they're singing at midnight with stripes on their back. <laughs> and then an earthquake comes. Yep. Doors fly open. Doors fly open. Yeah. And um, and and everybody's like, "Wow, what do we do?" And Paul's like, no, you guys just stay right here. And the Philippian jailer comes in and he asks us after the question, we're dealing with this Lord today is that sirs, his question is, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Right. Oh, wow. And what did Paul say? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And you'll be saved. We've got to be careful, I think, as a believer in Christ to not make it too complicated. Yes. We do. You no, know, I'm just saying, because that's simple. Yeah. And that night he and his household were believed in Christ. Right. Even though... We're so far, I mean, this is like a few hundred miles away mm-hmm. in a different culture in a different land right. by different people. Paul never saw Jesus physically, I, that's not recorded, that he saw him physically walking the earth. We don't have that recorded, right? But you have these two different people that, that never walked with Christ, right? Living it out, right? And somebody asked them, What must I, what must I do to be saved? And all a simple, simple, direct answer, believe on. Absolutely.
1: No, um, nothing complicated and, about that. And that's what happened
0: to each of us. We're, we're separated. Right. We never really saw Jesus with our eyes. We never, I don't know, have you ever been to the Holy Land at all? Pastor no, Greg? here. But yeah. never, nobody, nobody in this room has ever been to the Holy Land to see where he walked. Yet we believe in him. Ouch. Wow. We believe in him. Right. We put our faith and our life into him. Yes. And then somebody asks us, what do I need to do to be saved? What is your answer? The answer should be the same, right? Same answer, yeah. Believe, yeah. Believe be in the Lord today. Jesus Christ, right? Yeah.
2: And you'll be saved. That's right. right? Yeah. Not Jesus plus something, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Believe and in so Jesus. Yeah. Believe that His blood can cleanse you. Believe that He came and died in your place, took your place. Believe in Him.
1: And you'll be
0: saved, and you'll be it's saved. That you'll
1: have a new life, new mind, new heart, new hope, Everything. Everything. new plans, new plans. That's right. And see, so okay, so you knew I was going to go. Okay. All right, so Go the ahead. first Corinthians, brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Uh-huh. Right. So, All right, so look, you've, you've been through a lot in your life. Uh, you're thinking about accepting Jesus as your Lord. Uh, let's talk about that. I know we only have probably three more minutes, so I'm right. probably going to get in trouble with this when we're going <laughs> to run out of time. But, but I love that. Though. Yeah. I mean, think of what you were when you were called. You know, not many of you were noble birth, but God chose foolish things. Right. I mean, you know, maybe you feel like you're foolish. I've been there. Right. I'm like, me? Like mm-hmm. I still feel that way a lot of times. You know, I think we all do. Right. So let's talk about that. We we have a couple minutes, so we got to expand <laughs> on this in two minutes' time. I, I'm going to love this. Well, it
2: really doesn't matter where you came from. It really doesn't matter what. How you were born, or what family you were born into—it doesn't matter how good or bad you've been in the past. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a king or a pauper or whatever. All right, He's calling all of us, really. His call is for is for you, whoever you may be that's listening right now. He's called you and to you. Himself. And really, in in the end result, it goes back to that simple message of the gospel. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad you've been, it doesn't matter. He's called all of us, and His blood is able to cleanse us from all sin, all unrighteousness. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us He gives us His robe of righteousness. Because our own is as filthy rags, the Bible says. Our own righteousness is nothing. But He gives us that righteousness. He... Oh, here's your big term. He imputes it. <laughs> he, oh boy, he, he uh, credits it to our account, righteousness because of what he's done right. for us. Yeah, and that's and that and that's the simple gospel. Just believe, believe on Jesus, and you'll be saved. Yeah, Absolutely. So so
0: if, if you don't have the faith of a little child, go back and how you trusted people in your life when you were young. Yeah. Trust God that same way. Right. Again, trust God because not only is He worthy of being trusted, He's faithful. Yes. He'll do what he does. He'll do what he calls you to do. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I love that. I love that. Because my background was, and I don't know if you guys knew that, but I was labeled as learning disabled. Now, as probably a lot of you would totally agree with that. That explains a lot. (laughs) I'm learning disabled. (laughs) Okay. And and that's fine. But you know what? Uh, God calls me a royal priesthood. That's right. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord, He calls you a royal priesthood. That's, right. That's a big thing. That's right. Yeah. So. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Amen. Jesus. That's Amen. It you are. You're a child of God. Amen. Well, I know we could go on and on and on about that, and I love that that passage in First Corinthians, but, but we're gonna have to go tonight. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Look, if you're, you're questioning uh, well, wow, how could God love me? Uh, he wants you. Uh, to be a part of Him, He wants you to accept Him as your Lord and Savior tonight. If you don't know Him, pray, talk to Him, just like we're talking right now. He wants to hear from you today. Uh, And just say, Lord, come into my life. Uh, Change my life. You're gonna have some, some problems that are gonna come up, but He's there, He's our mediator, He's our counselor. So thank you guys so much for being with us and good night.